this isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? What do you mean? Did Caesar live here? Um, no. I don't think so. I went to Vegas last weekend. Pretty crazy. Vegas, baby, Vegas! Gentlemen, welcome to Las Vegas. Why don't you give me half the money you were gonna bet? Then we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day. Some guys just can't handle Vegas. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 45 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'll be your guide for this little podcast adventure to what is easily my favorite city on the planet, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. First off, I want to thank everyone who took the time to download and listen to the last episode of the show, which featured my trip report from my November trip to Las Vegas. If you've got a Vegas vacation planned and you're looking for ideas on where to stay, where to eat, or what to do while you're in town, jump into the archives wherever you get your podcasts and search out episode number 44. Or you can head to the website at jeffdoesvegas.com and click on the trip reports tag on the right-hand side of the page to listen to any of my past trip reports. And speaking of the website, thanks to everyone who's taken the time to share feedback about the podcast with me via the audience survey. I've gotten a ton of great stuff from all of you, but I'm always looking for more of your thoughts and opinions. So click the audience survey link and tell me what you think. All right, that's enough of that. Here we go. My guest for this episode of the podcast is someone who you've heard me talk about a lot on this show. In fact, some of you think I talk about him a bit too much, but I'm hoping that by having him join me here, you'll understand why I spend as much time promoting him and his events as I do. Mark Chinook is the host and founder of Monday's Dark, a twice-monthly charity event that raises $10,000 in 90 minutes for a local Las Vegas charity. Mark invites his performer pals from all across Vegas to come to his off-strip venue, The Space, to perform as part of the show with a different musical theme for each show. The tickets start at just $20, and all the money raised over the course of the night goes directly to that show's chosen charity. But more than that, Mark is a friend. We met back in the summer of 2013 when I came to Vegas to interview him as part of the cast of the show Rock of Ages, which at the time was playing at the Venetian. We bonded over being Canadian and a love of hockey and butter tarts and all-dressed chips, and our friendship really just grew from there. Flash forward to six years later, and Mark is now one of my closest friends. When my mom passed away back in January of 2018, Mark was one of the first people to reach out to me to make sure that my wife and I were doing okay. And when I told him that I was launching this podcast a little over a year ago, without any hesitation, he offered to help in any way he possibly could, from offering up the podcast studio, the space for me to record interviews when I was in town, to connecting me with potential guests. In fact, if it wasn't for Mark, this podcast probably wouldn't even exist. All of the Vegas entertainers that I've chatted with and you've enjoyed listening to, from Lisa Marie Smith to John D. Domenico to Jimmy Denning from Tenors of Rock, they're all people who I've met through Mark. And in watching Mark develop the Monday's Dark brand, as well as many other projects that I've seen him be involved with, I personally have learned a lot about how to grow my own brand and most importantly, how to have patience and understand that this type of thing 
is a marathon and not a sprint. Monday's Dark is celebrating its sixth anniversary on December the 9th at the Pearl Theater at the Palms. And beyond that, they're going to be reaching a major milestone as they get set to partner with their 100th charity, marking $1 million raised for Las Vegas charities. Mark and I talked about how he and his wife, Cheryl, ended up living in Las Vegas and how they've made the city their home. The origin and evolution of Monday's Dark the creation and development of the space and some of the projects that he's helped put together there and what it means to hit this big $1 million milestone. Please enjoy my conversation with Mark Chinook. Well, first of all, my friend, I want to say thank you for uh, taking the time, making the time, because I know you're a busy, busy dude. Always a pleasure to sit with you, brother. So I want to start off, want uh, podcast listeners to get to know a little bit about yourself. First of all, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. How does a kid from the Sioux end up in Las Vegas with this crazy life? Crazy life is the key word there, I guess. Uh, you know, I don't know. Random. You know, I, I love this city and I, I was like everybody else just visiting for a weekend here or there. I'd party too much, eat too much and then go home. Uh, but I moved from Sault Ste. Marie to New York City when I was 19 years old. I was playing hockey for the Belleville Bulls. That didn't work out. And I didn't want to do the traditional York College or, you know, Toronto University route. So I moved to New York City to pursue theater. Uh, I studied theater in New York and just got lucky. Got an agent, started auditioning for jobs, booked a couple jobs. And then, you know, obviously being from Canada, staying in the country was you know a little easier back then as it is now and i got a visa and then from a visa i got a green card and once i got my green card i was essentially a resident permanent resident and uh you know i was touring with the lion king for a little bit and then uh i made my way to la to do a play at the mark taper forum i met cheryl that's my wife in los angeles and then uh, rock of ages called and said hey you want to come to vegas and at that time you know, it wasn't a pleasant moment for me or it wasn't a pleasant time in my life because, you know, struggling actor going up and down career all over the place. And I was like, yeah, I need a job. I was just excited to get a job. Um, and I'd had great jobs prior, but you know, this, this business, this career goes up and down. And at that point I was down. I was like, man, I was bartending and doing temp work, whatever I could just to pay the bills. And so they called and said, Hey, you want to move to Vegas? And I was like, yeah, for sure. I'll do six months. I've been here six years. <laughs> <laughs> So it's been good. When you first got here, I mean, you you had no idea that this was going to be six years later. This was this was going to be this is home now for you. Yeah, it's definitely home. Cheryl and I love it here. Um, I knew immediately though that the show was something special. Uh, the Venetian renovated a theater for us. I had a dressing room that was larger than all of my apartments combined, living in New York City. So. You know, I was spoiled. I walked into this beautiful Venetian Palazzo Resort, and it's an entertainment town. You know, it's a service industry town. People are here to make sure that you have a good time, and we were just a small piece of that puzzle, and I was blessed to be a part of that show, and I knew immediately that the show was going to be a hit, which it was, and uh, the rest is history, man. My wife and I came, you know, came to fall in love with the city quickly, and Monday's Dark was born, and, uh, you know, and then obviously all these other projects that have sort of come my way because of just the the hustle that I've 
had from New York and LA sort of transferring that to Vegas and it's been good. It's been been lucky. So knock on wood, it keeps going. I want to talk about that hustle because I mean, knowing you and getting to know you the way I've gotten to know you, you never stop like ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think it's a family thing. You know, I'm the youngest of five and I guess it's just, you know, there's always projects that sound appealing and you want to work on them. And I've been given this opportunity to, to have this life in Vegas and I, I think there's always something next and I never say no to anything unless it's just really not right. You know, I, I love being a part of as many things as I possibly can be. And that's not always in the front of the camera. Sometimes there's things on the back of the camera that I like to, to help get off the ground. And, you know, this building that we're sitting in right now, that's obviously a passion project. And, you know, it's not always about my brand or, or things that I'm working on. It's just, it's the ability to be able to help somebody else, uh, get a project off the ground and, and go with that. So it, it's just a cool city. As you know, you travel here a lot and you've been able to see a little bit of the non strip, right? Like that, that expression, Hey, do you live at the Venetian? Yeah. You know, the best way to explain it is, you know, when I was living in New York, I don't live in times square, you know, I don't live in on Broadway, you know, there's, there's burbs here 20 minutes away from the strip is probably one of the prettiest subdivisions I've ever been, uh, you know, thrilled to call home. So it's, it's special churches and malls and restaurants and there's 2 million people who live here. So it's, it's been, it's been a fun experience so far and I don't see it ending anytime soon. That's always been kind of one of the wildest things for me coming here now is, is spending time away from the strip and, you know, uh, like you say, there's, there's suburbs here. There's people that live here. It's just, mm -hmm. it's people have that, that thing in their head that, yeah, everybody lives at the hotels and, and that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Well, that's just, you know, and I'm okay with that sort of mentality a little bit. People, some people get a, a little upset by it, but as a local now, which I am, I don't mind it as long as 41 million people continue to visit Las Vegas every year, the city is going to continue to thrive and grow. And, you know, and we have some of the fastest growing pockets in the country. I know Henderson right now is one of the fastest growing cities on the planet. And to see what's happening over there is amazing. You know, and then, you know, obviously the golden Knights, my connection with them as their host. And it's just been unreal to see pro sports come here. And as a Canadian former hockey player to be a part of a pro franchise now is just, it's transformed the city. Mm -hmm. I, I really want to talk about Monday's dark. I mean, this is something that, uh, this is a, a huge passion of yours. And I remember when uh, we first met and you were talking about putting this thing together. And, and I yeah. think you had maybe just done the first, the first one. Where did this whole idea really come from? So for those people who have never heard of Monday's Dark, which most of your listeners probably have not, uh, Monday's Dark is a 90-minute variety show where I get the top entertainers from the strip together. Anything can happen. And in those 90 minutes, we raise $10,000 for a local charity. And it's a different charity every time we do the event. And uh, it all started because Vegas is very red carpet happy. I tell this story a lot. They'll put out a red carpet for the opening of Applebee's in Summerlin. <laughs> you know, and as an entertainer in one of the strip shows at the time, it was in my contract and our, our PR firm, you know, insisted that we show up to a lot of these events. And it became very like tiresome and I didn't like it quickly because it wasn't that I didn't want to support the event. I'd have to go to the Venetian at four o'clock in the afternoon, put on the costume, get in a car. They'd take me to the event. I'd take a picture on the red carpet and I'd leave. And I didn't really even know anything about the event other than I was there to take a picture. They're like, hey, there's that goofy guy from Rock of Ages, picture snap, and you leave. 
And I thought, man, there's got to be a better way for me to give back to the community than just showing up as the goofy guy in Rock of Ages because nobody even knew my name anyway. So what do they care? So my wife and I decided, hey, let's do this this thing called Monday's Dark. And it's what I said it is. It's just a 90-minute goofy variety show. And the name comes from the fact that Broadway is traditionally dark on Monday. So that's where the name came from. And uh, this December, we celebrate our sixth anniversary, our 100th partner, which means it's our $1 million night. Uh, you know, a hundred different local charities have received a party a partnership with us. And uh, like I said, it, like you said, it's a, it's a passion project for me. It's just a way for me to stay focused on something other than a personal goal or a, a family project or anything. It's just, it's just a way for us to give back. And uh, I know you've become friends with a lot of our team and a, a lot of the entertainers that have donated their time and talent and you get it. It's just a bunch of local kick-ass people who want to give back to vegas and it's amazing how it's taken off it's just it's unbelievable and i'm so thrilled for december it's gonna be a lot of work uh just because i want the night to be special and you only hit this million dollar mark once mm -hmm. and to think that we've done it you know charging twenty dollars because you know monday's dark is 20 bucks mm -hmm. so every time we do a party it's 20 bucks to come to it and and we give a charity ten thousand dollars and we've we've done it a hundred times that first monday's dark was not even close to what you really wanted to oh, it was put together, show. was it? <laughs> it was awful. Um, so I had a good friend of mine, Dot Marie Jones, come out. She plays Coach Beast on Glee, if there's any Glee fans listening. Uh, so Dot came out and Robin Leach, you know, everybody knows Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. God rest his soul. Robin's no longer with us. But that first one, I thought, oh, I'm going to be deep and I'm going to sit down with these artists and we're going to have a conversation. Um, it was awful. <laughs> I think I, you know, I don't think I know. I read, uh, I read from the giving tree by Shel Silverstein. Cause I thought it would be artistic and, and moving. And I started crying and it was stupid. It was just absolutely <laughs> one of the most ridiculous things ever. However, we raised some money for a charity and that was just, you know, sometimes you just got to dive in and go. That was the dive in and go that first Monday's dark. And it's funny that I'm talking about it now because we're actually going to reference it quite a bit in the anniversary event in December. And uh, we're going to pay tribute to Robin. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's crazy. We, you, you try something, but half the time, if, you know, you just got to try shit. You just got to put it out there and yeah. you'll find it, you know, because there were, there were elements of it that were really great. And there were elements of it that were absolutely god awful. And those elements went away and we tried other things and now monday's dark is what it is it's primarily a variety show with it's driven by music there's a ton of com uh, comedic elements it's adult themed you know for language and content but you know it's it's that old vegas vibe where you never know who's going to show up and you never know what's going to happen but at the end of the day you're going to feel good about yourself because you paid 20 bucks and it went to a charity and is it two years now that you've been doing this at the space yeah, yeah, we uh, we opened up our own venue, the place we're sitting in, and uh, it's a warehouse, 10,000 square feet right off the strip, one big block, and yeah, about three and a half years ago, three years into the six years now, I said, hey, it'd be cool if we had our own community center to operate out of, and by community center, I, it's a venue, you mm -hmm. know, it's a warehouse that we converted into a, a performance venue, but... All of our charity partners have access to it to continue to use for fundraising. I do a commercial projects out of here where I'll produce shows and plays and bands and concerts. You name it, it's in here. If you want to rent it for your birthday party, you can do that too. There's a podcast studio in it. Obviously, we're sitting in it. Uh, there's two theaters. There's an 80-seat, you know, old-school black box theater, New York style. And then our main room seats up to 300. 
and there's a piano bar lobby area that you walk through to get into any of it. So it's uh, it's been cool, you know. And like I said, it's it's sort of taken on a life of its own. Uh-huh. It's taken up a lot of my time running this business. But again, you're only as strong as your team, and I have an incredible team. When you made the move to the space, one of the big things that you you switched up with Monday's Dark was, I mean, traditionally it was always just a, a once a month deal. You made it into a twice a month deal. Was there any trepidation, any hesitation, any concern that th- it would still garner the same level of support, whether it would be kind of a almost too much, it would saturate? Was there that that worry? There was. Not for me, though. I was pretty confident because <laughs> it was my idea. I was like, no, let's help more people. Uh, but there was definitely that concern from board members on Monday's Dark, and my wife was concerned about it. But again, it always goes down to, hey, do we have time to pull this off? And not only pull it off, but operate at a level that I want to operate at. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I I hate crap, you know, as do most right. human beings. Um, and I, I operate at a pretty high professional level. And the content that I like to put out needs to be at a, a level that I want it to be at. And that was my concern, was just making sure that talent would be available. Can I dedicate time to it? Because at the end of the day, I'm up there hosting this thing for 90 minutes and can I make sure that every every time I'm up there, it's it's quality? And we definitely put out a, a quality product, and we've been we've been crushing it. We sell out every two weeks. So mm-hmm. you know, do I think we could do it every four weeks? Probably, but then that would be my full time job. You right? Know? Can you imagine four Mondays every Monday of the month <laughs> we're doing a, a part? I'd go nuts. But um, no, we pull it off, and we pull it off really well. And again, I hate to beat a dead horse, but it's because of the team that I surround myself with, and and. Uh, you know, it's a it's a good ship. We're sailing, and you've kind of expanded the brand too. I mean, you've started doing things like golf tournaments and taking Monday's Dark out of the space and and off to you know off site to other locations. Challenging again, like you know, again, are there those concerns as to whether or not those kinds of events are going to be successful, or or you're that confident in in the brand and in in the people that you've got working with? I you. think because we went to twice a month the brand and the exposure grew exponentially because we're not the only ones talking about it every time we partner with a different local charity that charity's talking about it mm-hmm. so there's 21 parties a year we do one in january and december's free so we do 21 partners uh, a year and they're always talking about monday's dark so uh it's great you know every every week there's something new to talk about on social media with our brand and so it lends itself to those type of outside opportunities. And we're going to do even more of that in 2020. We'll have quarterly sort of volunteer gatherings where uh, the Monday's Dark volunteers will go out into the community and, you know, feed the homeless or uh, help people with their grocery bill. And we're going to launch that initiative in December. So it'll be a fun thing to see grow as Monday's Dark as a brand gets more involved in the community as opposed to just being a party that we throw twice a month. And that's the other cool thing, too, that I've seen grow and from friends that I have here that, you know, aren't related to my knowledge of the people here is the brand is starting to grow and the community is starting to learn um, what Monday's Dark is. I mean, this is really it's kind of traditionally a locals event, isn't it? But but tourists are really starting to pick up on this. Yeah, and I, you know, I. That's funny you mention that because I'm going to make sure I mention that in the next one. Where sometimes from the stage, I'll reach out and say, "Hey, I always start the show with how many people are here for the first time," and then I make that joke that your car might not be there when you leave because <laughs> right. of our location. Um, 
but yeah, you know, I love seeing people put their hand up. We're from Philadelphia or we're from wherever. And funny story, I think one, I think you were at that show. I said, how'd you hear about it? Uh, to one guy, he's like, we're from New York or wherever he said he was from. I said, how'd you hear about it? I think he Googled cheap shit to do in Vegas, <laughs> you know, cheap, good shit. And uh, so I was like, that's awesome. That's amazing. I, I mean, it's, it's really cool to see from as a as an outsider it's cool to see how far it's come from the beginning inside i mean this has got to be just blowing your guys minds i i've i don't think i've let it sit in sink in even in the six years we've been doing it you know because i remember specific conversations in the venetian with with yourself and fellow cast members and uh other reporters in town where we've talked about just launching the program and here we are six years later and, and those conversations just feel like they were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's true. Time does fly. We're getting older and um, going back to the conversation about, you know, being nonstop and always doing things. It's okay to be that busy, but you know, I've, I've really made a point of taking on projects that are actually fulfilling though. They may be a lot of work and hard work, but at the end of the day, they're things that I really want to be a part of because of selfish reasons. They're either rewarding you know, or I know that it's going to turn into something that could be uh, beneficial. Let's talk about the the big party coming up the the million dollar Monday's Dark six year anniversary. Um, a million bucks that is just mind blowing. For me, the biggest thing that I that blows my mind about it is we did it charging twenty bucks. You know, it's not like we had a donor step up and say, "Hey, here's two hundred fifty thousand dollars for your mission." That's not what the mission is. The mission is ten thousand dollars every other Monday for a specific charity that the community buys a ticket to come and see. So it's it's a concert, it's a party, it's what it is. And uh, we did it twenty dollars at a time, or fifty bucks at a time. There's a couple VIP tickets for fifty bucks, but even still, it's to say we've we've partnered with a hundred local charities and given them each ten thousand dollars is is pretty special and uh at, at 11 o'clock or ten thirty on december 9th when it's all said and done i'm probably gonna sit back and break down a little bit because even mm-hmm. just thinking about it now i'm like wow my mm-hmm. mom and dad will be there and my wife and a lot of dear friends and we'll we'll pop the champagne and let it sink in for a minute yeah it, it, what uh can you tell me about the uh, the party, the people? Uh, can you reveal who's going to be uh, some of the performers that are going to be there? I mean, you always bring in. I've been at the last couple of anniversary parties, and I mean, the quality. This is the thing that that another thing I just want to quickly go back to is the quality of the the performances and the quality of the entertainment. Vegas being the city that it is, with the amount of entertainment that's out there, and not just the the big names, not the Celines or Shania's or you know Lady Gaga's or whatever. The level of talent that comes in is incredible for this show. Yeah, Vegas is no different than New York or Los Angeles when it comes to performers or entertainers. And uh, yeah, we obviously have those big A-list celebrity uh, headliners that come in and do their show. But what makes Monday's Dark so special? And you never know who's going to roll in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we do get big celebrities and sometimes we get the Cirque du Soleil singer who sings in the pit and you don't even see their face. Yeah. Um, The talent Mm -hmm. level is exceptional. They're all professional entertainers. They're being paid to do what they do on the strip night in and night out. And they take a night off to come in and lend their talent to our stage. And people say all the time, it's the best 20 bucks you'll ever spend on a show. And Mm -hmm. that's something we're proud of. Uh, There aren't many shows in town that cost 20 bucks. I don't think there are any, to be quite honest. I I think the cheapest show is probably 35 or 40 bucks. Yeah. Ours is 20 flat rate. 
it's for a charity and you're getting headliners from the strip and uh-huh. that's something that we are so proud of and it's because of the talent you know it has nothing to do with us or me or anybody it's it's the talent who says hey man i love what you guys are doing over there i want to come and sing a song or i want to come and do a magic set or i want to do some stand-up you know when brad garrett rolls in unannounced and gets on stage and starts teabagging people you know it's a yeah. good night yeah that's incredible yeah. um any any word on who you're gonna have for the big uh, for the big party uh there's been a few uh lockdowns in terms of talent already uh but one of the biggest things that i i don't mind talking about is our first charity was opportunity village Opportunity Village uh, is a local charity that deals with children and adults with disabilities. It's probably one of the more popular organizations in in Vegas. And they have a music program that I'm really passionate about. And a lot of the kids uh, go by OVLVI, Opportunity Village Elvis, essentially. And they have this group where they learn Elvis hits. You know, it's Vegas. So if you're going to teach kids in in Vegas some songs, let's go with some Elvis classics. So they actually have a group called the OVLVI. And on our first Monday's Dark event, that god-awful night with me reading Shel Silverstein, one of the highlights of the night was having the OV Elvi come and perform because uh-huh. they were the featured charity. They're going to be back in December, nice. unannounced. All these kids are going to take the stage. They actually dress up in full Elvis onesies, <laughs> and I'll be out there with them. Uh, Daryl Borges, who's their musical director, he'll be out there with them as well. It's going to be something special. And then we got some names, obviously, that I'm working on, and I don't want to give away too much. But again, I don't even think we're going to announce the lineup publicly this year. Mm-hmm. People have been asking and texting, and I'm like, yeah, buy a ticket. Yeah. Yeah, I think we could because we've gotten to this point and I think it's on purpose. We've gotten to this point of a million dollars raised without any celebrity push. You know, like I have no celebrity status whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm not Lady Gaga, I'm just a kid in a Broadway show. So when we look at that and go what we've been able to accomplish without a celebrity driving this organization has been unreal. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of organizations that celebrities put their weight behind and, you know, it's always exciting to see. And I, I wish I had that for just a week to have some celebrity tweet out for me on my behalf to their millions of followers saying, Hey, look at this amazing organization. Give, we don't have that, mm-hmm. but we've still been able to sustain a, a really positive uh, uh, impact on our city. And, that's something we take pride in. So I think for the first time this year, we're probably not even going to mention who's going to show up. And you know you're going to get great acts, yeah. but I think I'm going to do it on purpose. Where I'm going to be like, yeah, you'll just buy a ticket. And a new location this year, too. You're moving out of the Hard Rock Hotel and uh, the joint traditionally is yeah. where you've had the anniversary show. Of course, they're going through some flux and some changes. Yeah. So new location for uh, for this year. Yeah, so the, the anniversary event, is not like the, the the weekly event here at the space. We have about 2,000 people in attendance. All 21 charities come back to celebrate the year, and then we announce the 21 charities for the following year. So there's 42 local charities in attendance and a ton of people. So we need a big theater. And so traditionally, the first you know five, we were at the Hard Rock. The Hard Rock is closing and being transformed into a virgin property. And when we reached out for the December date, in the spring they weren't sure when they were going to close and so we actually had to like pass and say hey we can't wait until august for you guys to announce your closing date because if they you know we wait till august and they close and or they stay open regardless we may lose our opportunity to book something else had they closed so we ended up doing a great deal with stations casinos they've been super supportive of us they own the palms 
And the Palms Hotel just underwent a, I want to say, a billion-dollar renovation. And we're moving into the Pearl Theater, which is a, a legendary venue here in Vegas. And their renovation is unbelievable. We're going to take advantage of some of their new technology that they've added. They have a huge LED wall. So we're going to create content just for this this wall that they've put up. It's literally the size of the stage. And uh, we're really thrilled to, to move uh, to the Palms and, and start working with Stations Casinos because they are locals. The, the owners are here. And um, if there's any charity that gives to local, it's us. And uh-huh. they're a local locally owned company. So it's going to be an exciting December. People want to uh, find Monday's Dark on social media, online, uh, find the tickets. Mondaysdark.com. It's Monday with an S, dark.com. Uh, and Monday's Dark on all the social media platforms. And then, you know, myself too. Like, my social is so boring. I just, I'm just constantly posting about charity events. I wish I had, you know, more pictures of my dogs and guys farting in the lake or something. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I shared that one with you. There's you a did, guy yeah. swimming in the lake and. He sharts. Maybe you should put more sharding videos on my page. I'll get more followers. <laughs> well, my friend, I want to say thank you, you got uh, again for uh, for taking the time and the uh, best of luck. I mean, it's been it's been a blast to be able to watch this thing grow to the level that it's at, and it's crazy and continued you know, success. You were there when the when the idea started. I remember you. I got an email from our PR team saying, "Hey, we got an interview for you from." some goofy guy from Canada and here we are six years later and you know like who would have thought a Broadway nerd would be now hosting for a pro hockey team and top ranked boxing and uh, have his own venue and raising money it's been a crazy ride and your support has has helped it so thank you so much I appreciate that man and uh, and thank you again you got it The Million Dollar Mondays Dark, celebrating six years of raising money for Las Vegas charities, happens at the Pearl Theater at the Palms Resort on Monday, December 9th. It's going to be absolutely incredible. And if you're going to be in Las Vegas that night, you need to go. For tickets and info, go visit mondaysdark.com. And that officially closes out another episode of the podcast. If you've got feedback on this episode of the show or any other episode for that matter, or you're after suggestions for your next Las Vegas vacation of where to stay, where to eat, what to do, or what to see, or maybe you've got ideas for topics you want me to cover on the podcast, please reach out to me via Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Jeff Does Vegas, or drop me an email directly at Jeff at WalkerNewMedia.com. As for my next Vegas trip, it's coming up in less than two weeks. December 15th to 19th, it's my annual Las Vegas birthday trip. My wife is going to be joining me on this one. We've already got our sights set on a few shows to check out, as well as some shopping, eating, and, of course, spending quality time with our Vegas family so that we can deliver some Canadian treats to them just in time for Christmas. In the meantime, thank you so much for checking out the show. Be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know the moment new episodes are available. Make sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. And don't forget to visit jeffdoesvegas.com for past episodes and show notes. My name is Jeff, and this has been episode number 45 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. Oh, 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 oh,